on his life. And this is why he wanted to know Christ. There was something moving within him to want to change. And that same something has to move in us to want to change. You know, uh, and it's not easy. It's not easy. Believe me when I tell you, it's not easy. So he needed to know some things. He needed to know what it was he, he wanted he needed to do. And Christ was telling him that he is a teacher. So that means he had to go back and research, go back over everything, lose some things, which he did. If you read over in verse 7, you'll find out that Nicodemus was one of two people that tried to defend Christ. And when he went before the Sanhedrin, he was blackballed. He was put out. Okay? He was stripped of his millions. He was stripped of his home. I imagine his fancy chariot. All of this stuff he was stripped of and, and he was brought down to poverty. But he became a disciple of Christ. He had to lose some things. And this is what we have to do. We have to lose some things. You know, and a lot of things we don't want to lose. We don't want to give up. I know I, know I didn't want to give up some things. Still don't want to give up some things. But um, we have to change and like I said, it's not easy. If I go over into Romans 8, 28 and 29. Now this is Paul given an account for some things. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. You have to become a lover of God. You know, uh, and this is when change will come about. God isn't going to change us until he see that we, that we, we're for him. You know, uh, and then he can purge us. Or like my daughter used to tell me, you know, bring us like with fine gold, put us in the hot fire and, and really purge us. Get all that filth and dirt and grime and stuff out from around us so that he can put something good in us. Because nothing good will go into us until we get rid of all that garbage. And that's a lot of garbage. Amen. Okay says, um, let me finish reading this. And we know that all things work together for, go for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So we are called. If you're within the sound of my voice, God has called you. I didn't call you. God has called you. And he wants, he wants you. To do some things. Now, a lot of us, we come in, we come into the church. We are willing to get active. We want to uh, participate to the best of knowledge. But sometimes we get caught up in, like I heard somebody say, in shiny churches. You know that look good, and 
and they have what we think they have in them that we want, and we get stuck in those churches and we can't leave them. But we need to find a place where we can be not only purged, because we have to do some work on ourselves first before I can do any work for the kingdom. I have to do some work on me. I have to clean Tom up. I have to get Tom situated so that God can use Tom. Now, Tom might resist it because I resisted for so many years. Believe me when I tell you, I resisted. I resisted because I didn't know what it was that was gnawing at me. All I knew is that I did not want to be part of it. I was scared of it. But now that I know what it is, I'm trying to become willing. I'm doing what I have to do to be a disciple of Christ. Now, some of the things, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. And you're going to say, no, that little guy ain't did that. <laughs> but this little guy done did many things. I was a cocaine, I was addicted to cocaine for so many years. And uh, one night with my partner, we had run out. And we were trying to figure out a way to make some more money with cocaine. It was late, um, something like 9, 10 o'clock at night. And the only thing I could think about was this church. You know, and when I was in the penitentiary, someone told me, said, man, God was knocking on your heart then. You just didn't know it. And so we decided, after two more people had joined us, to go rob this church, to stick it up. It was one gun between four people. And we went to this church. Two of us went in and sat on the back row. And we were sitting there waiting for the other two, the two that had the gun, to come in. They never came in. To this day, from that day to this day, I've never seen them two guys again. Never seen them again. But anyway, while we were there, this was the turning of my life. The music was sounding good. Matter of fact, I was even patting my feet to the music. But I wasn't there for that. See, I was there for something else. I was there for these people's money, their jewelry, and whatever else they had. And that's all I could see in this little peanut head. And so by them not coming in and the music sounding good, my partner jumped up and started shouting. I said, oh, what's going on here? And them sisters came back there and got him and took him up front. And he was trying to get me to come up front. But you see, I wasn't there for that. I wasn't about to go up front. I was there for their money and their jewelry. And that was it. That other stuff y'all can have, I'm not dealing with it. But the music kept sounding good, and they kept beckoning for me to come up front, and I wouldn't go up front. But the mother of the church came in the church, put her hands on my shoulder, and I got up like a little boy, 
And I went up front, and there's a red pillar that came out. And I knelt down on that pillar, and I told them people while we were there and what I had done to that church prior. And the mother of that church said, I prayed to God that he would send you back. And here you are. You know, that was the change in my life. See, because I was Nicodemus. I was Lazarus. I was dead. I was dead. When I say dead, I was dead. All I wanted was to get high and do what I wanted to do and then go home. And that was it. But I didn't know, like someone told me in the penitentiary, that God was knocking on my heart then. You know, he was knocking on my heart, and I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't answer. That's why I guess I got stabbed in the back, got my throat cut, you know. Um, He was trying to tell me, this is not where you belong. And I was still trying to belong. You know, however, that very night that changed my life, I went into a drug program, got myself together, but I'm still going to dibble and dabble with cocaine until he finally got to me. It was paranoia. I know some of us that that had addiction problems know about the paranoia. That really brought me to my knees. Then I woke up because then I saw the boogeyman or the devil or whatever you want to call him. He stood in front of me and I knew that I was either going to die or I was going to kill somebody. And I knew then I had to change. And that was 31 years ago. Amen. I was dead. I was honestly dead and didn't know it. Just didn't have the courage enough to get in the coffin and allow them to bury me. But I was dead. You know, Nicodemus, like Lazarus, had to be called. Christ had to go to the grave and call him, Lazarus, to come forth. And Lazarus came forth. And I'm grateful that I came forth. You know. And each one of us have that same calling on our lives to come forth. And we need to go forth. We need to get down on our knees. I get on my knees today. And one time I wouldn't get on my knees. I pray in silence. You know, I didn't want people to see me praying. But today I get on my knees. And I talk to him. I talk to him even when I'm in my truck. I talk to him. And I ask him to guide me, to help me, to keep me from all the ignorance that I know about in the world. Because I'm only an arm's length away from any negativity, any negativity, anything that can happen. You know, I I was always 
looking when I was out there. I was always looking for a victim. Uh, a lot of times I found them. Sometimes it was rough trying to take their stuff. I mean, I mean, when you have to fight and then you, you realize you're fighting for your life because these people are fighting back to save whatever it is you're trying to take from them, you're in a fight. You're in a fight. Not only are you fighting for their goods, you're fighting for your life because now you realize in this fight that these people are struggling to keep whatever it is they have and they will do whatever they need to do to keep you from getting it. So if it meant taking my life, they were willing to do it. That's how scared they would be. And I imagine that's how scared I would have been if somebody was trying to take my stuff. Now, I have been robbed. I have been a victim. I have went out and I had took people's stuff only to come back into my neighborhood to have it taken from me. So it was a vicious cycle. I was a dead man. I was dead. You know, um, and I'm grateful that what had happened to me happened to me to turn my life around. You know, and right now I go to school for this. And it's hard. It isn't easy. It's, I mean, believe me, it's, it's, it's harder than I thought, Sister Mary. And I was ready to call it quits, but a couple of instructors told me not to, so I'm still going at it. I got A's and B's. I thought I had a C, but she gave me a B. So I got A's and B's. So that's an encouragement right there. Lazarus had to go through some things. He had to go all the way down to positive, I mean, not Lazarus, uh, Nicodemus. Had to go through some things. He went through poverty in order to become a disciple for Christ. And I believe they say in tradition that he was also martyred. Because him and, and uh, was it John, Joseph of Athea, became associated. They were close during these times that he was uh, out there lost. But... um. This is where he received his calling and his life changed. You know, can you imagine a man being very wealthy, having it all, riding around in the best chariots, you know, the Cadillac, the Mercedes, you know, the Lexuses of today. He was riding around in back then and only to have all of that taken, you know, and it was something he couldn't do nothing about. And they took his stuff from him. They took it from him. But he didn't give up Christ, you know, because all he had to do was say, well, okay, I don't want to follow Christ. Can I have my stuff back? And they probably would have gave it back to him. But he followed Christ, you know. And that's what we have to do. We have to follow Christ to the best of our ability, you know. Um, there's some more scriptures that I want to go through and I always get to this point <laughs> where it's uh, <laughs> I'm sorry Dr. Man but um, I pray that um, everyone has gotten something out of it 
If you didn't, just remember this little old man that you see up here has been there. Has been there. And uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Sister Manley. Amen. 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 We just thank and praise God for that word. Speaking about Nicodemus, Nicodemus in the Greek means victory of the people, and it's amazing when Nicodemus begins to speak uh, Christ. He comes by night. He comes by night. You know how it is. Sometimes when we want things from God, we like to go by night. Amen. And we like to go secretly. And um, it, it's amazing also that Nicodemus was a teacher. So that lets us know that all teachers do not know the way. Amen. All people that stand here or sit 